Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner and I have three other individuals in my office that are also certified as well as an attorney, Jeremiah Lee, that helps our clients with their legal estate planning and other legal things. If you'd like to know more about our company, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, what I want to talk about is a subject matter that I've talked about a lot in the past, and that is long-term care. Now, the, the issue with long-term care is that, is that everybody has a different view on what their need is going to be. And as I sit down and talk with clients, I find that one of the biggest financial mistakes, you know, probably the biggest one is not saving adequately for your retirement. But the biggest mistake that people are making is they kind of dismiss the need for long-term care insurance. And this kind of, this was brought to mind again as I've met with clients over the last several months. And we talk about it. The pandemic has really kind of brought everything kind of to the surface because we start to see the vulnerability, you know, how something unseen a year ago has affected all of us in such a pervasive way. And yet I know of people that have died who've got very, very sick and ultimately have succumbed to the pandemic, to the coronavirus. But the issue is we are all vulnerable. And when it comes to long-term care, your insurance does not cover the long-term care aspect. In other words, insurance companies break down the need for care between skilled and custodial care. So skilled care means that you need uh, and your and your health will improve because of medical treatment. So if your care is not, if your condition is not going to be improved with medical care, then you, you kind of shift over to what we refer to as custodial care. And as soon as you get into that custodial care, the, your, your regular health insurance, your Medicare, your other health insurance, your Medicare supplement, it stops. It doesn't provide care. And so your cost of care then becomes your expense. And really the question is, is what do you do? And a lot of people, honestly, they just don't think about it. They, they sit back and they say, I'll take care of that problem later, or they just deny it. They say, you know, my, my mom and dad, my parents, my, my, you know, these are the conditions we had and we nobody ever had long-term care needs. Now, the issue is that about half of us, half of us are going to need some form of long-term care provision. And our cost out of pocket 
is not going to be insignificant. On an average, with somebody who needs long-term care insurance, it could be well over $100,000 before they're either recoup, you know, before they recuperate or they pass away. So the burden, the financial burden can be significant. Now, there's, there's more than one way to solve this issue. And this is something that we do with our clients is that when we build the plan, one of the things that we do is we stress the plan. In other words, we put a scenario in place that what happens if you get, you need long-term care insurance? What happens if your health deteriorates to the point where you need to have it? Now, again, there are some reasonable costs to assume. So whether you stay at home, whether you go into assisted living, or whether you go into convalescent. Convalescent and memory care, you know, for Alzheimer's and, and some forms of dementia are by far the most expensive because it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're typically in a um, you know, highly concentrated unit with a lot of employees around there watching and taking care of you. And it's by far the most expensive, but it's also the least possibility. In other words, what I'm saying is that the vast majority of the people that experience long-term care need are not going to be in a memory unit. It's not because they've developed Alzheimer's. It's because they've either had a stroke or they've just got frailty. It could be any number of conditions. It could be just age-related that you're you're just you you know you're you're to the point in your life where you can't take care of yourself and the question is how is that care going to be delivered to you now insurance companies they look at it on the basis of you that you're unable to do certain things for yourself now again most of us if we need long term care it is a very gradual thing it's a, it's a very step into it over time even people that have cognitive disorders typically don't have it instantly it is something that's recognized from the very beginning, and we have time to adjust to it. But from a financial standpoint, the most important thing that you can do is understand what's going to happen if, in fact, you need long-term care provision. And, and bottom line is, that means that you're going to have to pay for this cost out of your pocket. And, the, and how much is that going to be? Well, in today's world, you know, I, I, I estimate in today's world, no less than $5,000 a month for a period of at least three years. And most of you are listening to me going, my goodness, how, can I afford that? Well, the issue is, is most likely you're not going to have it happen right away. So uh, the average age that somebody uses long-term care is age 85. And the length of time they use it on average is about two and a half years. So what we do is we take into account your portfolio, your financial well-being, and we look at down the road to like your age 85, and we say you have a you have a long-term care need. If it's husband and wife, we stress it with both of them. And we look at what happens to your assets and we look at how we would structure the plan. Now, if we have a tremendous shortfall, that would probably be a, a reason for looking at insurance. Insurance is not always the answer. In fact, a lot of times what we can do is take existing insurance policies, if you have those, and convert them, roll them over into a different kind of insurance that will provide additional benefits for long-term care insurance or long-term care needs, as well as retaining a lot of the life insurance benefit, as well as retaining the cash value. This way you can have your, your benefit and you can have without losing all of that in case that you don't need the long-term care. In other words, one of the biggest uh, complaints about long-term care insurance is the amount of money they pay into premium. And then if they don't use it, all that premium is wasted. 
So there's other ways in which we can accomplish. Now, in some cases, insurance is the best answer, or at least partially insuring for the loss, potentially. Um, it's kind of like having your auto insurance or your homeowner's insurance. How high is your deductible going to be before you start to kick in? And a lot of times people have their deductible too low. So with long-term care insurance, what we want to do is take an adjustment and see what you're financially able to accept before the insurance cost kicks in. The longer the deductible period, the more the better chance that the insurance company isn't going to increase your premiums down the road. There's a lot, again, I'm going through a myriad of things here that, that could potentially be a solution for you. But clearly the best solution is develop a plan, develop a strategy and sit down with somebody who is able and capable to really understand those needs. That's what our office does. We help people through, help people through that transition. Give us a call. We'd be more than happy to sit down and help you develop a plan and a strategy to deal with that. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm gonna talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. We are entering into a time that is going to be, um, we've gone through this before as a country, and that is that the government is going to create stimulus by spending money on infrastructure bills. It happened during the Great Depression. Uh, Roosevelt did it with you know, the Tennessee Valley Authority and the amount of money that was poured into that. There was a lot of pushback on that because they thought the government, and this was during, you know, Hoover, who was who wasn't the president at the time. He was he lost to the election to Franklin Roosevelt, but there was a lot of pushback saying there was government spending, it was going to be wasted, and such as that. But the tele, you know, the the uh, Tennessee Valley Authority has turned out to be a successful outcome in the sense of what it did for that part of the country. Now they did that that huge infrastructure because. They were, they were trying to create jobs. And, and so Roosevelt was looking in the New Deal and it clearly was one of the, the, one of the larger projects that he did. Um, you know, we're looking at like Hoover Dam is a huge infrastructure that we're still, we're receiving the benefits of that. Another one you have to look at is what Eisenhower did coming back from World War II. And he, he created the bill to build the, the highways, you know, our freeway system that we have. You know, the reason that that he did that is that during World War II, he found that Germany was able to relocate troops and uh, the war machine very quickly because they had a highway system very well built within Germany. So they could move things very quickly. And he came back as, as the president. He said, we need to have an infrastructure. We need to have a highway system. So both the Democrats and Republicans have been uh, advocates of huge infrastructure. 
So I guess the reason I'm talking about this is I think we're going to see infrastructure coming to the plate. Now, not only the stimulus package that's been passed and the money that's going to go out to people that's going to go to states and schools and individuals and businesses again, but I think at the, at the heel of that, I think we're going to see conversation about an infrastructure. And the infrastructure could be multi-prong. It could be not only highway improvements, but bridges, infrastructure at uh, railways, uh, ports, airplanes, you know, air, air, um, you know, airports. Um, it, it, is, it could be a multiple prong to improve the system that we have in our country. But it's going to, it's going to be eye-popping. It's going to be absolutely eye-popping. And the, and the question is, is what is it going to do? To, I mean, immediately you can see the benefits of it because it's going to create jobs. Our unemployment is not so high right now that we're going to be able to absorb all this work. But I think, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see more immigration. And immigration is, I mean, we're going to have to create the, um, got, to, got to have the people to do the work. And if we don't have the people that are doing the work within our country and we have all this infrastructure that we're planning to build out on, what, I mean, the cause and effect is going to happen. And I think we're going to see a lot of legislation and there's going to be a lot of debate about it, but don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if we're going to see a lot of, a lot of infrastructure money. Now, again, when you have this, this amount of money that's going into the economy, this free exchange of capital, it, it has to go somewhere. Now, what's happened in the past, ever since the pandemic started and the original uh, stimulus package that went out last year, the savings rate has skyrocketed. Our savings rate right now is above 20%, which is, which is historically very, very high. But you know that's on the back of a quick recovery in the stock market. I mean, we saw within 14 days, we saw the stock market lose like 34%. But within 100 days, after the bottom, the market had retrieved all that it lost and back to zero again. Most recessions, in fact, historically, it is the quickest recover, recovery we've ever had. So the reason for the recovery, of course, is the stimulus package. But in addition to that, the Federal Reserve dropped interest rates almost back down to zero. Mortgage rates went below 3%. Uh, they're just now starting to creep up above 3%. But you're seeing now another stimulus package where they're going to pump a bunch of money into the marketplace. They're going to rescue states. They're going to rescue institutions that I, you know, candidly, I'm not quite, quite sure if they should be rescued. But it's not for me to say at this stage, it's, to, it's for me to understand the impact and the effect of it. Again, I've talked about this in previous programs, and that is what's going to be the impact regarding inflation. Right now, we don't see inflation as a major uh, component of all the stimulus that's coming out there. But one of the things that I do see is that we're going to see phenomenal impact with our trading partners and the immediate trading partners partners that are going to be a benefit from all this, this money that we're pumping into our economy. Remember, if America gets a cold, the rest of the world has gets the flu. No pun intended. But as we recover, as we start to snap back from this 2020 pandemic, our trading partners are going to see the benefit of that. So our, our immediate trading partners are Canada and Mexico. So we're going to see tremendous benefit to them. And then it's going to stretch out to other countries that were. Europe is going to be a big recipient. China is going to be a big recipient. Now, again, China's kind of on the block here uh, with all their aggression with their neighbors, what they're doing in Hong Kong. They're eyeing Taiwan. I, I, I fully expect that China... 
I, I, you know, politically, I, I think it's going to be a difficult situation for Biden to deal with when it comes to China. But with that said, the fiscal spillover is going to be evident. And we're going to see it in emerging and developing nations. Commodities are going to get um, are, are going to get a big lift because there's going to be a demand for industry. Don't worry about oil and natural gas and all these things going away because you're not going to be able to convert to uh, solar and wind energy and batteries overnight. It's going to take decades to get there. But I think the infrastructure is going to emphasize clean energy. And those countries that are doing that are going to get a tremendous lift and, and, a, and a phenomenal benefit. But also it's going to spill over into other countries. So this open economy, because we are an open economy, we we're not just trading within our own borders, we are trading outside of our borders. And as America continues to grow and, and work its way out of this pandemic, I think we're going to see a lot of changes. But more importantly, the economy is, is starting to really starting to pick up speed. And we're starting to see a rotation going from the technology base that, that really came to the forefront in 2020, but we're going back over into the infrastructure. So utilities and banks and other, other industrial based companies that are doing extremely well. And I think they'll continue to grow as we work out of this economy, but changes in the wind. Um, you know, the, the election is going to have, is going to have an impact and we're going to see changes, not all good, but not all bad either. So again, I'm agnostic when it comes to all this. I'm trying just to interpret and understand where the money is flowing to. If you'd like to have more information or just talk to me about it, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm gonna talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. I don't, I don't know about you, but I, this pandemic has caused me to reevaluate my daily life. And um, I keep making the comment, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. Everything is the same every single day. So starting about April, May of last year, my wife and I, we started doing just walking. We go out probably five, maybe six days a week where we go on the walk. Now, typically it's within our neighborhood where we live. But then we, on the weekends, what we do is we try to go to different locations oftentimes and we walk around there. Well, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal is called For Better Health, Just Head Outdoors. And, and I thought it was timely because so many people I talk to, they do feel like they're, they're trapped. They're, they're kind of cooped up in their house. They're not being able to go out and do things. The technology is strapping them, so to speak, to their desk and the screen. But this article talks about the benefit, and, and we all know that just getting exercise is helpful to us. I mean, for those of you that walk on a regular basis or run or do something, but there's now some scientific proof that talks about the benefits 
of getting out and it's what they call forest bathing. I mean, this is kind of an interesting uh, subject matter, but the more trees that you're in, the better. Now in, in Riverside, we, we don't live what I call close to a forest. We'd have to go up to, uh, you know, up to the mountains or something like that. Whereas if you live back east and such, you always have kind of this, this oversight. You have, you have, you're, you're within a lot of trees and such. But still, with that said, this particular article talks about how beneficial getting outside for a walk. And this is, this is what's interesting because it says the uh, study goes on and says they did 20,000 participants and they were significantly more likely to report good health and well-being when they spent 120 minutes or more in nature a week. So you calculate that, you know, bring it down. We're not talking about walking hours and hours. We're talking about taking a walk. Now, my wife and I, we walk probably about a mile and a half. And we try to do that five to six days a week. And we get out early morning. It's not only is it enjoyable, it gets me, kind of gets my blood flowing, so to speak. But more importantly, we have communication between the two of us. It's great for the two of us. And we both found a time that we could do this. But again, this study, and I'll send you this article, just, you know, let me know, you know, call the office uh, 951-684-7011 and just ask for the article for better health, just head outdoors. And I'll be happy to send you out a, um, you know, free reprint of it. But in this article, it talks about, they did a study and they actually did a, they did 45 minute walks. They had two different groups. One group walked through the hills and the other down a busy, but still a tree-lined thoroughfare. So you can, you know, one was completely in the, in the forest, so to speak. And the other one was, you know, in, a, in the urban area. And she said the results came back were shocking. And she says, on a series of cognitive tests afterwards, there was a massive difference. It's, it's not like you were in the Yosemite or the wilderness, she says, but the hill walkers performed dramatically better. So bottom line is a 45-minute walk in nature can make a world of difference in mood, creativity, the ability to use your working memory. It's a phenomenal article in the sense that just a simple thing as getting out into the outside and walking and getting amongst nature can have such a dramatic impact upon your over-physical being. And the other thing the article talks about is that they can measure what they refer to as anti-cancer um, uh, proponents that, that automatically are produced when you go do this. And it, it's, it's significant in the sense that they can test it through your blood. And it's called anti-cancer proteins. And basically what it does, it says the cortisol, cortisol levels in the blood and adrenaline in the urine significantly decrease. The effects lasted at least seven days, the researchers found. So that clearly there's side effects that are beneficial by doing this, and you don't have to do strenuous work. In other words, what they're saying is that the good vibe peaked at about 200 to 300 minutes in a week. So if you do it on a regular basis, it doesn't have to be done daily, but you should do it enough so you get the full benefit of being outside and being in that, in that environment when you're walking. If you'd like to have a copy of this article, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you. It's called For Better Health, Just Head Outdoors. And for all of us, we want to have we want to have good health. We want to be able to maintain our health. And I want to make sure that I provide information to you that you can utilize so you can have a better outcome in your life. It's not all financial, folks. There's other things to life other than just money. 
So you can call me at my office at 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com for more information. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.